Hello and welcome to the Clear Cruise Podcast, episode 11. This week it is Sports and Fitness Week as part of our Choose Cruise campaign. Make sure you're following along on Twitter with the hashtag ChooseCruise for all the latest. As part of that this week, Andy Harmer speaks with cruise vlogger and travel writer Gary Bembridge from Tips for Travellers. Also in this episode, Celebrity Cruises Leon Hand speaks with Andy. But first, in the run-up to November and the River Cruise Conference in Paris, we headed down to the French capital to speak with Avalon Waterways' Janet Parton, streamed live on Facebook. Here's some of the highlights. We're in Paris, it's not Blackpool, it is literally Paris. It really is Paris. Good afternoon, I'm here with Janet. Hello. Hello. Why don't you tell everyone your what you do for Avalon Waterways? Who I am and what I do. Yes. So I'm Janet Parton, I'm the UK sales director at Avalon Waterways. Fantastic. How long have you been at Avalon? I'm still a baby, really. Really? Just, yeah, just under two years actually. So. so we're in Paris for a reason and thank you for inviting us Very because welcome. the ship we're on is going to be part of the clear conference in november yes we're so excited so this is avalon tapestry 2 so this is the ship that we'll actually have out here in paris in november where we'll hopefully have lots of lovely agents where we can showcase the ship to so one of the things that the agents will notice i think is that your bedrooms are set up slightly differently our suites uh, suites sorry <laughs> yes our suites are so we have um 85 of the suites on board all of our avalon ships are um floor to ceiling wall to wall windows with um, our beds facing out to the window so you're basically facing ah, the view okay so that makes sense and then big wall of windows and big balcony wall, 11 foot wide windows um, that slide all the way back so your whole suite becomes an open air balcony okay and we prefer, think you prefer to look at the view rather than at a wall yeah, that kind of makes sense. Makes sense. So the guests on board currently, they're coming to the end of their cruise uh, and they're in the heart of Paris. So what have they been doing today? So this morning um, they would have had breakfast and then there would have been a guided excursion this morning, taking them into the heart of Paris where they would have um, been able to walk around into the actual centre, come back on board for lunch, which is very important, fill everyone's stomachs up and then there'll be optional excursions this afternoon which um, they can choose what sort of excursion they want to do this afternoon. So... It could be something like they might go to an art class and learn how to draw, okay. or they could um, take the bikes out, and as you can see it's nice and flat, so they could take the bikes yeah. out, um, but the choice is theirs. And choice is a big thing, presumably, for your guests. It's a really big thing. So um, we have something called Avalon Choice, so we believe that um, all of our guests want to holiday in their own way, and there's no one-size-fits-all approach. So whether that be down to dining or down to the excursions, our guests can choose how they want to experience their home, their own holiday. Sounds good. So we talk a lot about how river cruising kind of takes people through the heart of Europe and visits towns and cities. So how do how do you how do you how do, how do guests get to enjoy the places that they visit? Well, I I'm think trying to get my words out. Sorry, <laughs> that's quite all right. I think Paris is a great example. So straight ahead of us there is the Eiffel Tower. We are literally docked in the heart of Paris. So over there, two steps down, we're on the dock side. And I walked into Paris, well, walked down to the Eiffel Tower this morning. It took me 10 minutes and that's all it is. So the great thing about River is that you are literally immersed in the destination. And that's true of Europe and Asia? 
absolutely because you yeah. as part of that we we did an asia conference earlier this year and you had the chance to sail on the mekong how was yeah. that oh it was the most amazing trip i probably say it was the most amazing holiday it was a holiday it was work don't tell obviously us. yeah but it was the most amazing trip i've ever been on and we were really lucky to travel on um, um avalon sign reap we took um, some travel agents out with us as well as part of the clear asia conference yeah and it was just the most amazing destination. The ships are smaller in the on the Mekong, so we can get into places that other rivers can't get to. So we would we would dock it, and you would you know it was just we were in places that were so untouristy, so uncommercialized, and you know the locals were taking more pictures of us than we were really? of them because they were so unused to seeing Westernized people. So it's the most amazing destination. Well, and I think Asia is one of those incredible destinations because even when we did our conference in um, Ho Chi Minh, what an amazing city that was. You take your life into your hands. It was though, interesting. Don't you, with the roads, Crossing yeah. the road was interesting, yeah. but uh, no, an amazing destination. So, uh, and how, how well are we doing as a river cruise industry in getting the word out? Do we still need to explain the river cruise experience to people? And do you have, therefore, a sales team going out and talking to all of the agents? Yes, I think there's a couple of parts that I think we're getting much, much better yeah. talking about river. And I think all of the great things that Clear are doing with all the, the dedicated conferences that we've had really massively help. Um, we uh, have worked with you really close this year, obviously, on the the um, Asia River Cruise yeah. Conference and also in November when we'll be showcasing this amazing ship yeah. just drop that in um, <laughs> but we really believe in investing in travel agents and so we've done as much as we can this year about getting people onto the ships which can be sometimes quite challenging because yeah. we don't have something in Southampton right. so you know Paris and Amsterdam we're trying to get people on board um, but even more importantly is about spreading the word when we're back in the UK so hot off the press um, yes. This is very exciting. Is this an exclusive and everything? It is absolutely exclusive. <laughs> um, we're actually investing in the size of our sales team. So before peak, so before December, we will have actually invested in the sales team and actually doubled the size of it. So really? we're in the process of recruiting at the moment. So that's really oh, exciting. Wow. So lots more um, um, guys out on the road, going into travel agents and talking about how fantastic River Cruise is. And it is, and that's really exciting. So congratulations Thank on you. a growing team. Uh, but it's also great to see how some agents have actually embraced River Cruise really well and do a really good job yeah, of selling it. Absolutely, and I think, you know, I've been in River now, working in River for a couple of years, and it still is a little bit behind the curve in terms of yeah. um, ocean cruise, in terms of awareness and knowledge. But I think there's a, there's some really great, amazing agents out there that are doing a great job of um, no, spreading agreed. the word. Absolutely. Talking of spreading the word, uh, next month in October is Choose Cruise, so every Friday. Uh, is River Cruise Friday so we expect everybody yes. who has great pictures and great stories about river cruising to share them particularly on a Friday um, and that's one of the reasons that we've come to Paris today but it's amazing how easy it is from the UK to get to Paris and then yeah. you can start your cruise from here yeah. and, and is the Seine a big destination for UK guests? It's really popular for the UK guests purely for that reason so um, we included in our, in our fares we have um, flights and so Paris from the UK is great from a regional airport perspective. Yeah. So I flew in yesterday from, from Bristol. Um, but the great, the big Bristol has an airport? It absolutely has the best airport. Sorry, Bristol. Um, the other great thing there is the Eurostar. So I know that you've come yeah. on the Eurostar. Yes. So for anybody that doesn't want to fly a couple of hours, you're straight, straight here. Yes. Really easy, really easy, and really easy in November. So we do hope that you can join us in November for our River Cruise Conference. And some people will be lucky enough to stay on board and enjoy your hospitality. We are really looking forward to welcoming everybody. And I think we've got lots of fun things planned. So it's going to be exciting. Thanks again. Thanks for joining us today. And thanks for watching. We'll see you soon. Thank see you. Soon.
Uh, delighted to be joined by Leon from Celebrity Cruises. Hi, Leon. Hello, Andy. Why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? My name is Leon Hand, and I am the Celebrity Cruises training manager for UK and Ireland. Uh, I'm actually on Celebrity Silhouette today in out of UK, and she's been based out of UK for most of the summer. Most of the summer, yeah. Very first time we've had Silhouette, so. We've had Eclipse the last eight years, yeah. and she's gone to Dublin, Amsterdam, so we have Silhouette, we're very excited. Very, very much. And also we have, of course, Edge coming soon. Yes. That'll be exciting. It's Edge sighting. <laughs> um, yes, Edge will be coming to the UK for two days on the 13th of May, then repositioning to Rome and doing an amazing summer season in the Med. Yeah, and on the 15th of May, of course, she hosts uh, some of our delegates for Clear Conference, which is very, very exciting indeed. Um, but I want to talk to you today about Galapagos because actually Celebrity yes. Cruises is one of very few brands who offer Galapagos and you have experienced it firsthand. I have. If you were to give someone kind of a 60 second overview of what the Galapagos cruise experience is like, why don't, why don't you do that? Okay, well in a nutshell, with Celebrity Cruises, it's incredibly seamless and it's all inclusive. But it is an experience like no other, simply because it's a very remote part of the world that is unmatched in terms of wildlife in terms of landscape and in terms of experience so uh, in terms of getting there so let's start by getting people there okay well um the galapagos islands are 13 islands that are 600 miles off the coast of ecuador so Ecuador is a small country in the northwest of South America yeah. and you basically fly to Quito and then from Quito it's an hour 45 flight to the islands. Okay and the ships that are operated there, the cruise ships operated there are smaller? Yes they are small and intimate, uh, all inclusive so from May next year we're going to have two ships Celebrity Expedition, which holds 64 guests. Okay. I'm a very excited, a brand spanking new ship called Celebrity Flora being built as we speak, and she will hold 100 guests. Our first ever ship that is all sweet, and it's the only ship in the fleet we've got that's built and designed around the destination. And she launches when? In May 2019. Okay, so uh, an exciting new ship. Uh, which is always great and, and in what way has she has she kind of built for the Galapagos? Well um, I would say 100% eco-friendly so for example um, a ship that anchors doesn't do any favours to the environment every time an anchor drops it can cause irreparable damage to the seabed the wildlife this ship has the most amazing navigation system uh, where she can be rooted to the spot and has no anchors solar panels everywhere um, most of the water that's used on board will be desalinated recycled from the sea um, just very 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 eco-friendly okay so then in terms of the cruise experience yes. in Galapagos, what what do what are customers likely to see and do? Well, I mean there are thir there are nineteen islands, um we visit thirteen of them. And the beauty of the Galapagos Islands cruise with us is that every day you go to two places, not one. Okay. So it may be two places in one island, it may be two islands, but you get an amazing experience in the morning and then a second one in the afternoon. So it's an intimate experience, no more than 12 to 14 people in each group. Uh, you commute, daily commuters on an amazing Zodiac right. with a very knowledgeable naturalist and a good two to three hours ashore. And you get to choose either a mild excursion or an active one and all of those complimentary as well. 
Um, don't get me started on the wildlife, Andy. Well, well, that was going to be my next question. Why don't you tell us about the wildlife, Leon? Well, um, this is where I turn into David Attenborough. A very poor excuse for David Attenborough, but this is the real attraction and appeal of the Galapagos because these animals have been allowed to evolve over millions of years without any interference. So, for example, the giant tortoise. Um, Lonesome George, he died a couple of years ago. He was over 100 years old. Huge, huge, huge animal. And they are allowed to roam free. They are uh, venerated all over the Galapagos. And they are beautiful creatures. You get the Galapagos seals. You get the most incredible lizards called marine iguanas. They are the only reptiles that I've learned to hold their breath and dive down to the bottom of the sea to forage for their food. Okay. So you get up close and personal with these animals and you couldn't get that anywhere else. And and most of your time is spent at sea in a zodiac or do you or is there hiking and those kinds of activities? A combination of both. Okay. So it was it's a ten minute ride to an island via zodiac and then you may either have one or two hours ashore on on fort, you can go hiking in the hills, you can go snorkeling, um or you can stay on the zodiac and enjoy the coastline and the sights from the comfort of, of that boat. And then out of the islands, are each of those islands different or are they similar but different mix? Yes, they are because um, it, they, are, they are very different in terms of terrain. There are some okay. very volcanic, there are some very dry, there are some with massive salt lakes and there are some that are very lush. So again, what's great about a Galapagos cruise is you get an incredible combination of different wildlife landscapes and experiences. And are these islands populated or is it very wilderness okay this is where i get really really geeky there are only five <laughs> islands that are populated okay. out of 1913 that we visit and the largest population is 10,000 people on santa cruz okay so so, so the wildlife really is exactly wild. yeah they're the they're, they're, yeah the, yes exactly um and most islands that you visit yeah. you won't see a human soul you'll just see the amazing animals wandering free and being free and and all of that. And all of that. And best time of the year to go, because weather-wise and temperature-wise? The rainy season starts in January, so, I mean, it's still very temperate. Don't forget that Ecuador means equator, mm-hmm. and the Galapagos Islands are right on the equator line. Okay. So the weather's fantastic year, year uh, round, but I would recommend May to December for better, drier, more temperate weather. And heat-wise, is it going to be very hot? It gets very hot. So my my um, big um, advice is take really, really good sunblock, lots of mosquito repellent, and a nice wide-brimmed crocodile Dundee-style <laughs> sun hat because okay. it's very easy to get burned. And then do you have a favourite experience from when you did this? Absolutely. The best memory for me was being able to uh, give back so there is an experience where you go inland and you're able to visit a local farm and help them with their reforestation and planting program. And you're actually able to, to help them uh, plant the seeds and um, work with them. And it was such, I've never done anything like that before and I felt like I sort of gave back and left a little part of me. So yeah, that was really cool. Sounds amazing. It you? was. Yeah. Leon, thank you very much. My pleasure, thank you. Gary, hi. Hi there. Why don't you tell us what you do for the cruise industry? So, yeah, so I have uh, Tips of Travellers, which is mostly on YouTube. 
So um, mostly focusing on cruising, although I do destinations often linked to uh, cruises as well. Yeah. So like what to do in a place in a day. And it's grown really big. I have half a million views a month. Wow. So, yeah. So and are, are they mainly on ships that are in destination or do you yeah, all yeah, yeah. So I do mostly, I try and do stuff on ships, but I do some general cruising stuff, which are obviously not always recorded on a ship. Yeah. yeah. So this week we're talking about, um, as you can probably hear, we're on a basketball court. Um, but we're here this week talking about fitness and keeping yeah. well and healthy on a cruise. A lot of people don't think of keeping fit on a cruise. Is that something that's changing? I think it's definitely changing. I mean, partly because the profile of people who go on cruises is changing. I think also generally people are much more aware of the need to keep fit. Yeah. And ships are great because, you know, everything from a simple tip, which is, use the stairs not the lift which yep. is normally a way, quicker way of getting around the ship but often they will include classes many of which are free you've obviously got the gyms which are getting bigger and bigger and bigger um, and then often do simple things like just walking around the deck which they'll organize and then increasingly what I like is the tours are becoming more active yes. so you'll find more walking tours you know, more hiking tours more kayaking tours so there's like there's loads of stuff you can do yeah now we're obviously on, a, on an ocean ship at the moment this is Royal Princess um, but also that's true of river cruising as well. In fact, it's probably even more so on river cruising because one of the things I always say to people on river cruises, you need to be pretty fit. You know, people think of river cruising as very for old people. Yeah. But actually, you need to be able to walk on cobbles, walk long distances. You'll walk three, four miles a day on yeah. a river cruise. Yeah, actually, I've just been on one and we cycled for a... Right, for yeah, and cycling. And also the great thing is they all have bicycles on. Yeah. And, yeah. So um, the other great thing about cruising, of course, is that you get choice of what to eat. So you don't always have to indulge and yeah. you, there are always healthy options. I think that's a great thing about it. You know, if, if you're keen on staying fit, most cruise lines will have a partnership with a gym or, or you know, a spa. And there's normally like it'll be like a specific menu, which is, you know, low in fat, low in right. uh, salt, that kind yeah. of stuff. And you know, one of the things I always say to people is I, I once went on 10 weeks of a world cruise. Wow. And I came off... Uh, weighing less, uh, you know, smaller waist yeah. and fitter because you can eat well, you can exercise, and you know, you can make, you know, people think of cruising as indulgence, but you can actually nowadays balance it much more. So, did you used to start every morning in the gym with a run or a cycle or something? Yeah, I used to do that. Or if the, what, that day we we're doing a big walking tour or a cycling tour, so every day there would be some kind of exercise, and it's not a big deal. You know, the thing about walking up and down stairs you know you're burning yeah. off your yeah. pudding that you've had that night before or whatever. and you shouldn't stop eating things like the pudding of course of course not otherwise <laughs> you're paying for it so eat it the other great thing about modern cruise ships of course is that a lot of their fitness stuff is outside exactly so you don't feel as if you're in a gym that you might do at home i know the great thing is i mean they have like the ship we're on you know has an outside running track they have gym equipment outside so you're right you can actually do it outside in the sun and it's yeah. great and are there any destinations you've been to that uh, make themselves, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to ask that again. Are there any destinations you've been to that naturally make you more outdoorsy and more, more active? Or do you think that's everywhere? I, I think it's, it's increasingly becoming everywhere. But the two, you know, the two biggest regions in the world, the Mediterranean and the Caribbean for cruising, by definition, most people go in summer, it's sunny, you want to get out. And increasingly, you know, it's easy to do because yeah. it's easy to walk, it's easy to cycle you know, kayak, those kind of stuff. So I feel like those are becoming more and more active. Great. I feel as if we should go and play basketball. So we'll, so we'll leave it there. Well, Thank I'm you very much. have an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. So that's all from us this week. Thank you to Andy, Janet, Leon and Gary for taking part in this week's episode. Make sure to keep following us and the hashtag choose cruise for all the latest going on in the industry right now. If you want to join the podcast conversation, then make sure to follow hashtag Clear Pod, C L I A P O D. 
I've been Toby Cruz and I will see you again next week. Happy cruising.